Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our ministry when you visit walkintruth.com. Today's teaching in Matthew chapter 1, 18-25 was recorded in December of last year. Now here's part two of Pastor Michael's teaching called The Miraculous Birth of the King. If your bride-to-be was with child and you hadn't touched her, on a human level, there's only one conclusion. Mary's been unfaithful, and Joseph has to think, I'm in a lose-lose situation. I don't know what to do, but I have just found out that the woman of my dreams is pregnant with a child that's not mine. What do I do now? And so... What we do know is that we have really good relieving news at the end of the verse because the child that is in her has been conceived, read the end of verse 18 with me, by, through the agency of the Holy Spirit. And it's at this point that some people, maybe moderns, but it doesn't have to be contemporary, minds might say, ah, come on. A virgin birth? Can I ask you a question? Is a virgin birth any more miraculous than a resurrection from the dead? Is a virgin birth any more miraculous than God saying, let there be light, and there was light? God is a creator. And the Bible tells us in Genesis 1-2 that when the words of creation were spoken, the Holy Spirit was hovering over the face of the waters, Genesis 1-2, and then God said, and stuff started happening. And the Holy Spirit is the one who orchestrates, or he is the agency by which the body of the Messiah is formed in the womb of Mary. Now, the forming of a child in the womb is miraculous to begin with. But this has been supernatural. And the reason is because Jesus must be the sinless lamb. He cannot inherit the Adamic nature or the, the uh, he can't have the sin nature, if you will. So there is no seed of man involved. It is God working in the womb of Mary to produce the sinless son of God. And that is why he can then die as the sinless son of God for our sin. And of course, He is the divine son of God, so he never sinned. But this is the point, part of the point of the story is to tell us something supernatural has occurred. It is the virgin birth, and the Bible calls upon us to believe. In Luke chapter 1, when Mary is getting information about this happening, if you turn over there, Matthew, Mark, Luke chapter 1, in the birth narratives, little longer treatments of these stories in Luke's gospel Here's what Mary is told. An angel also appears to her. Luke 1 verse 30 tells her, don't be afraid for you have found favor with God. Luke 1 and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the most high and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will have no end. And Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I'm a virgin? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High 
will overshadow you. And for that reason, the holy offspring shall be called the Son of God. Some see here the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, the Most High, and the Son. I'll let you consider that. But you can see it's through the agency of the Holy Spirit. He would overshadow Mary's womb, taking us back to the Spirit hovering over the face of the waters in Genesis 1-2 at creation, overshadowing the tabernacle and then the temple as the Shekinah glory would come down and God's presence would be there, overshadowing the Mount of Transfiguration when the shadow or the cloud was there and the Lord spoke about his beloved son, the power of God, the power of God that hovered over the early church in Acts chapter two on the day of Pentecost and appeared as tongues of fire and the Holy Spirit came upon the church and they spoke with tongues and manifested supernatural gifts. Same idea. The Holy Spirit didn't simply get to work in Jesus's life at his baptism, The Holy Spirit was working at the very beginning, even in the forming of Jesus in the womb of Mary. In fact, the Holy Spirit had been working in Jesus' life the whole time. And here, he comes in a special, creative, majestic way. And the virgin birth of the Messiah occurs. God made the physical universe. He has no problem with a virgin birth. And so... Joseph, uh, her husband, not knowing what we know, if you go back to Matthew's account, Matthew 1, verse 19, was a righteous man. If you uh, do a little study on the idea of being a righteous man, there are people who say the best way to characterize Joseph is that he was a Torah-abiding man. We might say a law-abiding man. What does that mean? In this culture, he really cared about the law of God. He tried to live his life by the Torah, by the law. And Joseph, her husband, once again, not the father of Jesus, but Mary's husband, he was a righteous man. He was moral, upright, law-abiding, cared about the law of God. He didn't want to disgrace Mary, so he desired, knowing what he knew at the moment, to put her away secretly. Peter tells us in 1 Peter 4.8 that above all, we're to keep Fervent in our love for one another, for love covers a multitude of sins. It's a good thing that Joseph didn't go directly to social media. (laughs) You won't believe what happened to me, friends. I was engaged to this girl, and she is pregnant and tells me something supernatural has happened. (laughs) Before you go to social media, You may want to wait. And even though Joseph had every reason to be angry, upset, if he were to carry out the technical uh, consequence in the Torah, the law, what would happen to Mary? She dies for adultery. But she has a baby in her womb. What should Joseph do? It's a very complicated situation, isn't it? And life can throw complicated situations at us quite often. And I will just say this to you, that what we see in Joseph is a kingdom response. We are the kids of the king. We've inherited a royal priesthood. 
We are, we belong to a different kingdom and thus we should respond differently to situations. Spurgeon writing on this section said, even if we have something difficult to do, we should do it as kindly as we can, as tenderly as we can, lest when we fall on our face, someone would kick us when we're down. Now, this is all Joseph knows. This is all the information he's got. The girl I love and I was going to marry is pregnant. What now? And he's a righteous man. He knows what the law says, but he wanted to do it as secretly as possible. I read one commentator who said that if the Torah was carried out, they would stand Mary in a, uh, basically in a pile of manure because of adultery, take rocks and stone her until she died and fell face down in that manure pile. The, the penalty was clear. But Joseph didn't want to disgrace her. That is a kingdom response. And with all the stuff that goes on in our culture, people are so quick to want to run people down. They'll get on social media and they'll run you down like they would never do to your face. But Joseph was a righteous man. And he didn't want to disgrace her. And our heart should be, we don't want to disgrace anyone. And so he wanted to put her away secretly. The phrase put her away is a divorce phrase. To release her, dismiss her, it's commonly used in the idea of divorce. And so he thought to himself, well, I guess what I'll do is try to find a way to do this behind the scenes and let her go. But Joseph is about to get some news that is beautiful news. God was at work. And Joseph, instead of having to put Mary away uh, secretly, was considering this, verse 20, and the phrase considering verse 20 of Matthew 1 means he was pondering it. He was revolving it in his mind. I think it has the implication he was probably praying. Maybe some of his prayers were a lot like ours sometimes when stuff happens. Why God? I don't understand. Why has this happened? What, what was deficient in me? Maybe all that stuff. Why has this happened? But he pondered it. I'm... I'm going to say that he was probably praying and he got a kingdom provision. If you're taking notes, a kingdom response, a kingdom provision. In a dream, as he was probably having a tough time sleeping and thinking about all the implications, how do I explain this? How do I go about this? Who do I talk to? What do I do? An angel of the Lord, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, don't forget your royal lineage. Don't be afraid. Oftentimes when we're mulling something over, fear can often dictate our response to things. But God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. You never want fear to drive your decision-making. And so Joseph pondered, prayed, and a provision came. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. 
Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team and everyone at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, California are excited to invite you to our upcoming Harvest Fest that we hold on October 31st each year. In fact, this is our 12th year doing it. This year, we will have a super fun carnival theme with game booths, decorated trunks for trunks and treats, food, and fun inflatables. Harvest Fest is on October 31st from 5.30 to 8.30 at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona. The address is 1009 Arsenal Way. That's 1009 Arsenal Way. For questions and directions, call 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH or visit walkintruth.com. By the way, you can listen to Walk in Truth on this station every weekday at 4 a.m. and at 10.30 p.m. We also broadcast Sunday mornings at 7 o'clock. Tell a friend and thanks. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance right here on Walk in Truth. Joseph, instead of having to put Mary away... Uh, secretly was considering this, verse 20. And the phrase considering, verse 20 of Matthew 1, means he was pondering it. He was revolving it in his mind. I think it has the implication he was probably praying. Maybe some of his prayers were a lot like ours sometimes when stuff happens. Why, God? I don't understand. Why has this happened? What, what was deficient in me? Maybe all that stuff. Why has this happened? But he pondered it. I'm, I'm going to say that he was probably praying and he got a kingdom provision. If you're taking notes, a kingdom response, a kingdom provision. In a dream, as he was probably having a tough time sleeping and thinking about all the implications, how do I explain this? How do I go about this? Who do I talk to? What do I do? An angel of the Lord, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, don't forget your royal lineage. Don't be afraid. Oftentimes when we're mulling something over, fear can often dictate our response to things. But God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. You never want fear to drive your decision-making. And so Joseph pondered, prayed, and a provision came. There's a dear family. uh, I did the wedding of uh, a wonderful young couple about seven, eight years ago. And uh, a family member passed away recently. And uh, I talked to one of the family members, and we were talking about the service. And this was last Sunday afternoon. I Spent some time on the phone with him. And we we're talking a little bit about what scripture to, to share and where the Lord would have us on that day. And next day, uh, I played a little golf and I got in my car. It was about two in the afternoon. My, my radio station was on K-Wave, which I don't typically listen to. I usually listen to KKLA. But I happened to change it over to K-Wave for something I was listening to and I just left it. And I got in my car. It was a little after two in the afternoon and... I've been thinking about this service and what would the Lord have to share? What scripture is a very tough situation. And uh, 
Dr. Dobson on uh, Family Talk is interviewing a lady. Her name is Dee, and she's just written a, a book, her latest book of many. She's talking about the death of her husband. And her husband was an orthopedic surgeon, a medical missionary, a really good man who was taken too young, we would say. And she was talking about his death. And Dr. Dobson said, did you ever question God when he died? Like, why? And she said, I have to be honest. She said, at the beginning, I did question God because he was such a good man serving the Lord on the mission field. She goes, there's so many lousy doctors, so many lousy husbands. Why did he have to take my husband? But she said, then I realized I, I know that the Lord knows what he's doing. And in Isaiah, it says that the Lord takes some people early to spare them from the calamity to come. And I went, hmm. And I felt a holy nudge. I would just tell you, there's times in my life when I'm praying about something and I'm thinking about something and the Lord sets up a scenario where he answers my prayer and I just know. Can you resonate with that? And in my car that Monday afternoon, I I was like, that's it. That's what you want me to share at this memorial service. I was like, yep. So I went over there. I had, I've taught through all 66 chapters of the book of Isaiah and, and gone through the book many times, but I hadn't re- really remembered this passage. It's Isaiah 57, 1 and 2. You don't have to turn there, but here's what it basically says. It says that sometimes God takes people, we'll say early, to spare them from the calamity to come. In the, in the chapter... Isaiah is basically talking about the sin of Israel, the sin of Judah. And he delineates all this sexual sin. Sexual sin is is out in the open, in the face of everybody. And I was thinking, ding, 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 ding. Modern application to America. Yes, it's all there. And then at the end, but in the first few verses, it talks about this person that's taken early. It's to spare them from the evil to come and they enter into God's rest. Beautiful passage. It's probably where we get the idea of rest in peace. They enter into God's peace. And then at the end of the chapter, there's a little bit more encouragement after some really hard stuff. And I just tell you, brethren, I got a kingdom provision. And I knew what to share. I knew what to say. I knew that the Lord had directed it. I pray that it comforted the family. Joseph needed a kingdom provision. Several of the ladies were, how many of you were at the Christmas luncheon? Raise your hand if you went to that, ladies. Um, Nadine Spradley, who's been a missionary that we've supported for a lot of years, spent a quarter of a century in Macedonia uh, reaching out to those folks there. And she tells a story. Uh, My wife kind of summarized the story for me. They were coming home. Uh, They they didn't really have the funding to, to go out on the mission field or continue on the mission field. And a friend of hers had frequent flyer miles and gave her the miles to fly to her friend and spend the weekend with her. And basically what ended up happening is that somehow uh, it was a middle seat that Nadine had been given on this flight. And you know how we all love middle seats, right? In between two strangers. And so she was going to change the seat, but she kept getting distracted or whatever, forgot about it. And so she just had to deal with the middle seat. And she got on the plane, sat down. There was nobody there for a while. You know how we're all always hopeful. Oh, Lord, let the other two people not show up in Jesus' name. (laughs) It never works. Because there they were, two men on either side of her. 
And she thought to herself, okay, I'll just keep to myself and, you know, look at my stuff, look at, read. Well, the one man started talking on the window seat. And uh, anyway, he started saying how he's the CEO of this company and he was talking about himself and uh, on and on he went and Adrian's like, oh, great, you know. And then uh, he said, well, what do you do? And she was like, ah, this will probably end the conversation. <laughs> she said, I'm a missionary. He goes, you are? My company's just been praying about supporting a new missionary. We have money set aside. And get, get this. After it's all said and done and they exchange information, this man's company funds the entire need that they had to be on the mission field. Wow. That is a kingdom provision. I'll say to you, there's oftentimes when my prayers for a provision, when they go up to heaven, I will tell you many times they are relatively weak. Sometimes they're very short. Uh, oftentimes I don't pray in King James English. Would thou renderest the heavens and breakest through to be the provisionist that I need? I, I just sometimes say, oh Lord, would you help me? Uh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I don't even know why I'm the guy that you have going to these kinds of things, but here I am, Lord. You know, those are often my prayers, and I find my king is so gloriously providing what I need. Now, he doesn't always do it in the time that I need it, (laughs) or the timing, I should say, that I, I think I need it. But here's what happens. Whenever I'm doing something for the Lord, he is so awesome to provide. And so, you know, Joseph was thinking things have been taken away. Things have been taken away. No, Joseph. The Lord adds. You know what he's going to add to you? A beautiful wife. And you are going to get to be the adoptive father of the Messiah. Listen to the words. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added. The Lord adds. But Joseph, on a human plane, he was like, I I don't get it. I don't understand. And the angel came and said, essentially, God is at work, Joseph. Don't forget who you are. Don't forget your royalty. You come from that royal regal line. Don't be afraid. You've been listening to The Miraculous Birth of the King, Part 2, on Walk in Truth. That's Pastor Michael's teaching in Matthew, Chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. If you missed any part of today's program, Walk in Truth is on Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and many more podcast apps. Listen for free to Pastor Michael's teachings in more books of the Bible. We appreciate our Walk in Truth financial partners. You contribute to our ministry, broadcast, and podcast. As a thank you for your support, we've created the Walk in Truth app. you got to check it out. It's available in your app store. If you'd like to become a Walk in Truth partner, any amount is appreciated. You can now give on the Walk in Truth app or visit walkintruth.com. Now here's Pastor Michael with the final word. Well, maybe you're someone who's saying, you know, I've been praying for the Lord's provision for a while in this particular area. You know, 
I can relate to that. I've got people close to me that can relate to that. We pray for provision all the time. And it's not just about monetary stuff, although that is obviously usually high up on the list. But it's also about strength. It's also about perspective. It's also about wisdom. It's also about people, resources, and help, and so many things, right? And you might be in a position where it's been coming in trickling. Uh, Maybe you've been praying about a job. Uh, Maybe you've been praying about the right job or you're behind on your bills or whatever it may be. Hey, if we can pray for you, we have a number that you can call. We have pastors available Tuesday through Friday, Pacific time, business hours, basically. 844-48-TRUTH. 844-48-TRUTH. You can call that number and one of our pastors would be happy to talk with you, pray with you. If you need prayer, call the number 844-48-TRUTH. If we don't pick up, if it's too early, leave a message, we'll get back to you. 844-48-TRUTH. Hey, listening family, this is Pastor Michael. We're having our 12th annual Harvest Fest on October 31st. It's a Halloween alternative called The Greatest Joy on Earth, happening at Living Truth Christian Fellowship, where I serve as senior pastor. It is tomorrow night from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. The kids can dress up. No scary costumes, please. There will be games, candy, music. We'll get the gospel out. It's all happening at Living Truth 1009 Arsenal Way in the city of Corona. For information and driving directions and to join us for this great event, go to walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com, and I'll see you here. God bless. And join us tomorrow for part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25, called The Miraculous Birth of the King. I'm Mike Massaro. On behalf of Pastor Michael Lance and Living Truth Christian Fellowship, thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people.